Grace and peace, everyone, and welcome to KNEC Sermons, a podcast of Kurt Newton and East Calder, Church of Scotland. And let's listen to today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our time of Church Online, Kurt Newton and East Calder, Church of Scotland. It's great to have you with us and to be together during this time. The Psalms tell us, Psalm 86 says this, I will worship you, Lord. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. Let's worship together. Psalm 86 also says, You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. Let us pray together. God of time and God of seasons, we come before you this day marvelling at your love and grace. You create this good earth with all its riches. You make each one of us in your likeness. You grant us freedom and you hold out to us your wisdom so that our lives might be led according to your divine guidance. We thank you, Lord, for the humanity in which we are clothed, with minds to think for ourselves, with arms to reach out to others, with feet to walk your way of truth and of peace. Despite the glory of Christ's good news in our lives, we know, Lord, that so often we resist your call. Too readily we go our own way in life and ignore your better path for our living. And so, gracious God, we come before you now seeking your forgiveness. Forgive us, Lord, we pray as we bring to you the things for which we need to say sorry. As we turn back to you once more, please take from us every shadow of past wrong. Lift us up from the pit of our sinful nature and shower us with the glory of your heavenly light. Help us, Lord, to turn from the past and to face the future, renewed by your transforming love. Friends, brothers and sisters, in Christ we are set free. Come then, rejoicing as a child of God, free to live and to laugh, to change and be changed, to glory in the presence of the God who goes before us and who will not leave us. Thanks be to God. Amen. There are so many connections that we could make with this Bible story and our own lives. And I hope and pray that the Spirit of God will speak to you and continue to make connections, the ones that you need to hear today. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Teach us. Shine in our hearts. 
illuminate your truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. There is so much we can learn from reading the Bible and hearing God speak. We are lifelong learners. We never stop learning. Jesus said so. He called his followers disciples, which means one who is always learning. He said students are not above their teachers nor are slaves above their masters. He meant we'd always be learning. So let's let go of our need to always be right and to think that we've nothing to learn. I heard a radio programme this week when someone was being interviewed and he just kept refusing to be open-minded about the topic they were discussing. It was so infuriating, I had to turn the radio off. So let's always be open-minded and open-hearted as we read the Bible and we hear God's word. Let's be lifelong students of life. And so we turn to that ancient book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, and to the story of Hagar, the servant girl. Hagar's story is the story of Israel. She is cast out of her home, exiled, just as happened to Israel. She wanders aimlessly in the wilderness like God's people, Israel did. She suffers real agony. She can't bear to watch her own son suffer and to die like Israel, the suffering servant. She empties herself, symbolised in the verse which says the words, her water had all gone, had dried up, in an effort to rescue her son. She is the servant who suffers to let Israel live, the one who steps aside so that Isaac can prosper in Ishmael's place. You can see the connections with Christ, who was despised and rejected, thrown out of the city and suffers and dies, his life poured out, the servant who suffers to let not just Israel live, but the whole world. We need to go back to Genesis 16 to get the story of Hagar. Sarah is married to Abraham and God has promised them an heir, but Sarah is unable to have children and is well advanced in years. She takes matters into her own hands and suggests Abraham has a child with her servant girl, Hagar, which of course she does. But as soon as Hagar has conceived, we're told that there is friction, real friction between her and Sarah. Can you imagine what it must have been like living in that household? The arguments, the tension, it would have been very, very difficult to lead to live with. Sarah blames Abraham, which seems reasonable, doesn't it? And Abraham tells Sarah to treat Hagar however she likes. Do with her whatever you think best, it says in verse 6. So Sarah mistreats Hagar and Hagar runs away. In her running way, the angel of the Lord finds her and tells her to go back and submit to her mistress, to face up to the suffering. That is so Christ-like, isn't it? And God tells Hagar that she will have many descendants, beginning with the child she is carrying, who she is to call Ishmael, because God has heard of her misery. 
the angel of the Lord says this about the child that Hagar is carrying. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility towards all his brothers. Hagar is changed by this encounter with God and realises that the Lord is the God who sees her. She says in verse 14, I have now seen the one who sees me. Well, Abraham was 86 years old when Ishmael was born, which means that Sarah was 76. It would be another 14 years before the promise for Sarah to have a child of her own would come. And perhaps then the problems really started. Remember those verses about Ishmael living in hostility towards all his brothers. Well, it started on the day baby Isaac was weaned, when there was a great feast to celebrate the birth of the promised heir. Sarah is furious again, and Abraham is distressed. And again, divine guidance is that Abraham should listen to his wife. Always good advice for a husband. So Hagar is sent away and once again finds herself in the wilderness where she can't bear to watch her own son suffer. But the God who heard her and saw her years before would hear her and see her again. God heard Ishmael's cry and tells Hagar not to be afraid. God opened her eyes and she saw a well where she and the boy drank from. God hears. God sees all things. God heals, God restores all things. The Lord is the stabilizing influence in this story and every story, your story and my story. God hears, God sees all things. God sees what's happening and is working things out even though it takes years to do so. God hears, God sees all things. The Lord sees Hagar, encourages her, strengthens her to go back and face the world she was running away from, but now with a new hope that there are th better things to come. God strengthens, God encourages all things. The friction between Isaac and Ishmael, God heals, God restores all things. The tensions we create between races, between religions, between genders, between sexualities, God heals, God restores all things, all things in Christ. Jesus said himself in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep and my sheep know me and I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also, they too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd, Ishmael and Isaac. One flock and one shepherd. People who are not like us. Outsiders and insiders. One flock and one shepherd. Them and us. Our broken and hurting world. One flock and one shepherd. No racism. No white supremacy. No colonialism. No injustice. Just the kingdom of heaven. One flock and one shepherd. In our prayers of intercession, there will be a response. When I say the words, Lord, hear us, please feel free to respond, Lord, 
graciously hear us. Let's pray together. Transforming God, we turn to you as dwellers in a world which knows such pain. We come knowing that your dream is for change which renews, change which enlivens, change which casts out fear. In your mercy, we ask that you remember those whose lives are less than they could be and less than they should be. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Transforming God, we see so many signs of a world in conflict where ethnic violence, raw greed and disdain for the poor and the weary result in huge injustice all around our tired world. In your mercy, we ask that you remember those who seek an end to their torment and their turmoil, yet do not know where to turn. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Transforming God, you take pity on the lost and the lonely, the marginalised and the oppressed, those women and men and children for whom change is nothing more than an unimaginable hope. In your mercy we ask that you remember those who are living in poverty, who fear they may be no more than a burden, who live lives which go unheard and unnoticed. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Transforming God, your great love laughs in the face of our human selfishness. Inspire people of goodwill to wor the world over to be peacemakers in the tyranny of the, in the presence of cruel tyranny. Move your church to play its rightful part in making known the good news of your Son Jesus Christ, whether in word or through action. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Transforming God, we know that your word to us is the word of life. May we place our trust in your promises and live to bring you glory in our parish, in our nation and in our world. Bless all who bear the name of Christ within them so that we might learn to be his true disciples in this world of need. When you made us, Father God, you left within us a quest, a search that brooked no resolving until it found its end in you. But how can you be swiftly found if there be none to show the way? So we pray, stir the embers of great fires within our people's heart. In these days, let those who hesitate in the shadows of a calling find the clear light of your directing. Let those who would show the hand of love and service behold the opening of a door. Let those with a word to proclaim find a voice so that through every place and corner all may know that the faith of our Father still courses in the life's blood of our people. So may the great awakening commence. You, Lord, have not finished with us in church or nation. Indeed, by your grace, the best is yet to be and a new chapter is unfolding. Bring us forward, Lord, and let the springtime begin. All this we ask in Jesus' name, the one who taught us to pray when we are together, our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.
And now may the God of all grace shepherd you in the way of truth and peace. May your lives be full of the blessings of God, the warmth of the Father's love, the faith of the Son, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to KNEC Sermons. You can find more information on our website, www.knec4jesus.org.uk. Look forward to hearing and seeing you again. Grace and peace.